0: to continue to uh, teach on the subject of doing what's right. And that that is something that our whole church body, uh, we need to continue to do. Always do what's right. Always do what's right. We know what's right. We ask everybody what's right. We know what's right. And uh, we just need to walk in that. And it just applies to the Word of God. The Word of God when we really consider the laws of our country, um, the things that are right in our world is based upon Scripture. Uh, the judicial laws of our country were based, whether people like to admit it or not, they were based upon Scripture. And uh, uh, the Lord has set the laws, and uh, uh, now there's, there's unusual laws, crazy laws that may not be in the Bible, like, uh, it's against the law to spit on the sidewalk in some cities. But that might be a good thing, that it's you don't spit on the sidewalk. I mean, there's a lot of unusual laws uh, on the books. But yet, every law of God is perfect and right. Every law of God is perfect and right. And... If we follow his laws and his way, we will find that great things will happen in our lives. Amen. I'm going to wave at those that are online here tonight. God bless those. Uh, Someone's got a sign up that says sound is muted. Uh, Maybe that's just one, maybe some more, but there you go. God bless you. Uh, We're going to continue to teach on uh, doing what's right. Um, and we're going to the book of Daniel chapter 6 Daniel chapter 6 continuing on in Daniel's life Daniel was up against a lot of situations but what you see he didn't have a question or a struggle with doing what was right he continued to do what was right so we're thankful for uh, his example here today in the book of Daniel chapter six Uh, we're going to read a few scriptures here and uh, but uh, before we start uh, just want to recap a few things about what we talked about last week Uh, we were talking about uh, Daniel's reputation uh, a good reputation in the Lord is so very, very important to all of us. Uh, if we were to be accused of anything, let it be toward our God. Is it? <laughs> well, that's supposed to be me. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> if you can hear me wave Can you hear me? Something is going on with it. Um Yeah, they they're 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 watching me. Let me. Still can't hear. Okay. Um can you hear me now I tell you what I'm going to turn it off and I'm going to restart it if you'll be patient with me here just a moment we will restart I'm going to end this because we want them to be able to hear go into the book of Daniel but we were talking about his reputation we need a good reputation in our lives if we're going to have a good example or a good testimony to reach out to others we need a good reputation and if anybody would accuse us of anything let it be that we are accused of being a child of God and walking with God faithful to God Um, we uh, always want to um, obey his word and when we obey his word we're going to have a, a right reputation to this world. The world needs people that live the way they believe, according to the Word of God. Not, I'm not, let me rephrase that, not just the way we believe. We can believe anything, and we live that way, but to believe the Word of God and to walk in it and to do what's right. Can I hear an Amen. 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 So if there's any fault in the eyes of our enemies toward us, let it be toward our God. Uh, the Lord even said, they hate you because they hated me first. Um, we, we stand with the Lord, and through it all, it, that is the victory that's going to come into our lives. So Daniel Daniel had to overcome some things. He was not trying to be a rebel he was just simply living his life out as he believed and his relationship with God. He was just simply living his life of the Lord uh, according to what God wanted him to live. So, And, of course, they lied about him. Uh, they uh, knew that his enemies knew what... Um, You know, They knew what he believed. They knew his faithfulness to his God. And through all of that, we understand that they pushed him in a corner because they knew they could get him because he was going to be faithful to the Lord. So he had a reputation. He had a reputation that he loved God. He had a reputation that he believed in God. He had a reputation that his relationship with God was so strong, he would not fail that. He would not... Uh, allow himself to be separated from that relationship he was consistent, he was faithful he was uh, he was full of God and um, but he had a great reputation, never changed his commitment to God, no matter what came his way. He prayed as he always had. He built his life around that relationship with god that 's very important. Uh, he was consistent even with unusual circumstances so and of course, Daniel had stepped into some areas that was very risky uh, to some. But the way let me let me explain this a little bit about the way Daniel looked at it. He didn't look at it as being risky as far as doing what was right according to the eyes of God and overcoming some laws that had been uh, un, you know that had been evil in their making. He thought it risky. He thought it risky to not obey the word of God. That's what he thought of as being risky. He didn't think of it as being risky by just praying and praying to a God, his God, when there was a law that says you couldn't do that. Um, He didn't look at that as being risky. He looked at it that it was risky for him to not do what he knew was right. So tonight what we've got to understand is we've got to continue to not be men-pleasers not be men-pleasers, but to be a God-pleaser. To be a God-pleaser. So that's, that was the heartbeat of Daniel. Daniel knew that the safest thing that he could ever do was to obey God, and he did. Uh, he knew that was the safest thing to do. Um, it, it is easy to fall into that trap of being a men-pleaser. Men-pleaser and forgetting the laws of God. It seems that if, as if people have the power to hire us or fire us, that we fall into that trap of, you know, of course we do want to, we want to work hard. We want to be have a good reputation of, of being a faithful employee at a company. And there are some people that are that can hire us. They can fire us. There's some people that can break our hearts. There's some people that can slander us, make our lives generally miserable. Um, but sometimes people cower down to that. But let me put it this way. Daniel is a perfect example that if we do what's right according to the word of God, God will back us up. He even went to the point of being thrown into a lion's den. God backed him up, covered him. That's what we have to understand as a child of God, that if we obey the word of God, walk in the word of God, live according to the word of God, even at times where we don't understand exactly why the word says what it says. If we do that, God will cover us. He will back us up. He will take care of us. He will protect us. But you know, in this walk with God, it is not for, uh, I, I use the word wimps. Living for God is not a wimpy lifestyle. There's some, there's some people that I've come across at times that think that, uh, well, you go to church, you pray, You go to church every Sunday, this and that. Well, uh, and then they might say, well, I do this, 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 and this. I'm tough, and I'm I'm, um, hardcore, and this and that. And because you go to church, you're just, you're weak. No, they don't have an understanding by any means. It's not a weak person that goes to church and lives for God. You've got to overcome a lot of obstacles. You've got, to, you've got to have a determination in your heart and in your soul to be able to walk with God live for God. And to what we're talking about is to do what's right. To do what's right. Um, matter of fact, you've got, and the Bible bears this out, you've got, to, you've got to buy the truth and sell it not. Buy the truth and sell it not. What truth? The word of God. You've got to buy the Word of God and sell it not because the Word of God is what's going to carry you through, take you through, and help you to overcome things in your life. So it's not to the weak. Um, It was said by a missionary uh, named David Livingstone. He was a missionary, um, and there was a missionary society wrote to David Livingstone as David Livingstone was a missionary in another country And they simply ask him, have you found a good road to where you are? Have you found a good road to where you are? If so, we want to know how to send other men to join you. And Livingstone, the missionary, wrote back these words. He said, if you have men who will come only if they know there is a good road, I don't want them. He said, I want men who will come if there is no road at all. <laughs> no road at all. I understand that about missionaries, Sister Sheets. <laughs> I understand that. I've been up, I don't know what, yes, yes, I have. I don't know what town that was when you go to ganaeves and go up the mountain. Do you remember what town that was that we had the conference in? Okay. Um all I know is there was no road. But we drove we it was kind of like a pathway, you climb over rocks, go through creeks and go through rivers and and go through the woods and go through all kinds of unusual places to get up to this uh to this little town up there and we had church there a conference there and we seen miracles we seen a man that uh, I felt like that was getting ready to die God raised him up and brought him back to life and he was in new and fresh again but if it takes the easy road to get there uh, you know, the thing about living for God is if we're looking for easy roads we're going to find that, that what God is saying to us sometimes it's not an easy road sometimes you just got to follow the leading well not sometimes, all the time you just got to follow the leading of the spirit of God and the word of God And it might not be a clear road, but we know one thing. God's leading us. God's directing us. God's guiding us. And there's powerful things that we can find in God. If I try to find my own path, it's not going to be as exciting as the paths that I would take following the Lord. Uh, I would take the safest route. But you know, following the Lord, sometimes he takes you down routes of uh, right on the sides of cliffs where there's not hardly any road to drive on, but he's leading us. And, and and you'll see some of the most beautiful scenery in the places that God takes us that we wouldn't see on our own. And I think God has fun with that too. He, he has an enjoyable time with that too because he's leading us and he's guiding us, but there's areas of, uh, of, of sights that we wouldn't see on our own. Uh, and, and I... Th- have relayed this just briefly a little story about something that happened to me and my family uh, my my mom my dad my brother and me Uh, years ago uh, some of you probably have heard of cripple creek railroad in colorado you heard that has anybody ever been on that road you've been there okay so you understand what i'm getting ready to say what's that oh did you okay Well, they removed the tracks off of cripple creek and then they had a little road it was like a path it was gravel there was no guardrails at all and we were in a 66 chevrolet impala and um and we were we thought my parents decided they were going to drive on that road and just see what it looks like and we did i don't think my mom saw but about half of a minute of that whole trip because most of the time she was laying on the floorboard of the car telling my dad turn around but there was no place to turn around trust me you could you didn't have enough room to, for any any car to turn around you just had to keep on going but talking about sights we seen some things that we wouldn't have normally saw if we took the easy road out and uh, it was beautiful mountains and I'm talking steep down the side if we rolled off of the you'd, you'd you die. <laughs> just put it plainly. You would die. But it was some of the most beautiful sights. It's the same thing with living for God. Sometimes we don't understand why God takes us down the roads we go. But there's some beautiful sights along the way. You might as well just let God just kind of lead you. Uh, some say, well, God is my co-pilot. I don't want him to be my co-pilot. I want him to drive the car, and I'll sit along the side, and I'll just watch the scenery go by. I love... <laughs> I just want the Lord to lead, lead my life in the direction he wants me to go. And sometimes he leads me down paths that are unusual. But as long as I do what is right and do what he wants, he's going to show me some things that I wouldn't normally see. And same with you. Uh, but it takes a, a strong child of God, just like Daniel. He, was, he had already settled these things in his heart, in his mind, in his soul. He settled them in prayer. He settled them in worship and praise to God. He settled them in obedience to the laws of God. He had settled those things in his relationship. Long before long before uh the situation came, circumstances where they put backed him up against the wall, said if you worship any other God, you're gonna be thrown in a lion's den. That'd be a tough situation. Uh, It was said by a man named Pavel Poloz. Um, He was a man that was exiled from Russia. And it was said in the uh, 1989 April edition of Moody Monthly. Uh, He said that in Russia, Christians are tested by hardships. I can only imagine what it's like in a communist country and the hardships for Christians. He said, Christians in Russia are tested by hardships, but in America, you are tested by freedom. You're tested by freedom. And he said, and testing by freedom is much harder. He said, nobody pressures you about your religion. It's kind of changing somewhat now, but people don't really pressure me about my religion. I can believe whatever I want to believe, um so since nobody pressure you about your religion so you relax and are not concentrated on Christ on his teaching and how he wants you to live but in a country that is hardships and some of these in these some of these countries China Russia these communist countries different countries they have to go underground to have church they can't have a building and put a sign on it and worship the way they feel that God wants them to worship. They have to go underground. It has to be uh, hidden. It has to be secretive to be able to worship. In America, we have freedoms. We can get a building. We can put a sign up. We can invite people to come. We can worship. We can praise God. Uh, I pray that that never changes I pray that our country continues to have the freedoms. But through this freedom and liberty that we have, sometimes it's harder for us in our testing because there's so many temptations. So many temptations. So many things to just not believe in God. So many things that we could... You know, I I remember in Haiti, you know, you. Uh, we, we had a lot of different situations come up. You couldn't just rush to the hospital. You had to pray. You had to believe. Uh, groceries, sometimes you, just, you go to the store, you can't just go to the store and just buy everything you want and all the shelves are full of everything and you can bring it home and put it on the shelf. Um, it's different there. You have to pray, God, please give me something fresh taco shells. We were so excited by having Taco Bell taco shells. We had them. We had meat. We had tomatoes. We had lettuce. We had everything we needed and we sat down to eat those and those taco shells tasted like they were like three years old. They were, probably were, yeah. <laughs> so we uh, I think we just ate the meat and the tomatoes and the and the lettuce and push those other things aside. I don't know if Timothy and Titus even remember that, but possibly they do. But we had, you know, we were just praying, God, give us something fresh. So in life, we, we have so many freedoms here. Sometimes we don't have to, when you put, and it's not the proper way to look at it, but sometimes we don't even have to trust in God. A lot of people trust in doctors, medication, hospitals. Trust in everything else before they trust in God. So, what it comes down to is we need to do what's right. We need to put our faith in God first. Our commitment is to God, not the things of the world, not our flesh, not what we can do. It's in God's hands. We need to turn to God first, pray to God first, believe God first, and see what He will do. I think we miss out on a lot of miracles because we don't put it in god's hands first we take it in our hands first so daniel is a good example of being consistent didn't matter what came his way he just simply did what he always did he did what was right prayed he prayed and gave thanks before his god as was his custom since early days the bible said Daniel didn't let the decree change his actions one way or another. If our country were to make a decree, what would we do? What would we do? Let's go a little further. What if the decree was made like Dan, with Daniel that if you don't obey this, you're going to be thrown in the lion's den? What would we do? Will we do the right thing? Or we do what's convenient. Well, I'll just do this for a short period of time and then I'll do what I need to do later. No. If we're committed to God, it's in the tough times too. Daniel didn't let the decree change his actions one way or another. He just simply lived the way he always did because it was not something that his mind was believing it although his mind did believe it. But it went deeper than that. It went into not just his mind, into his thinking. It went into his heart. It went into his soul. It went into the very core of his being. I believe that that's one reason why the Bible talks about that the the word of God is like a two-edged sword. It cuts deep into the the marrow and the very core, the very center of our being down into the core of our very bones and the marrow of our bones. And when we think about this, if we will let the word of God, it will cut deep, but it will affect the very core of our lives. If we just let it affect our mind, then we're going to eventually let it slip and lose out and not obey it because we can throw a lot of things out of our mind. But when we got something in our heart, people will go to the furthest extent when they love something or someone they would give their own life for that person because they, it's in the very core of their soul. They love them. If they just have a mental of doing the right thing, then it might not be so dramatic. It might not be so uh, when the tough times come, they might walk away from it. But when you've got something deep inside the very core of your life that you love, you're not going to walk away from it. And here's the thing God's got you covered if you do the right thing he's got you covered he did Daniel Daniel he didn't do more praying or less praying he simply continued his excellent prayer life as he always did when he was backed up against a lion's den there was danger in both directions It would have been compromise to do less. But it would have been pride to do more. He wasn't trying to show that, hey, I'm I'm some super spiritual person. He wasn't trying, he didn't, you know, he'd open the windows. He always opened the windows. He prayed three times a day. He he wasn't trying to put on a front and say, hey, look at me, how spiritual I am. I'm going to prove to you that you Made this decree, and I'm something very powerful, and I'm going to do this because just in spite of, you know, I've been pride. But if you had done less, then it would have been called compromise. We don't want to be compromisers. I don't want to compromise the truth of the Word of God. I, I don't want to take the word of God and say, well, let's, uh, you know, some people don't like this, well, let's just kind of set it aside. Uh, you know, some people are offended at this, so let's set it aside. Let's, and, and, okay, we'll take this and this. People accept that. We're not going to compromise. We're going to take, take the word of God just as it is because the word of God is Powerful. Uh, If we start taking things out or adding things to, then we're going to dilute it. Now, you can't dilute the word of God. It's going to be as powerful as it ever was as it has been given to us by God. But you can dilute it in your own mind, your own heart, your own soul by throwing things out and adding things to. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that if we take from or add to, then... Uh, things are going to be taken from us and added to us <laughs> we, we don't want that judgment we don't want to be compromisers but Daniel saw the danger in both directions if I go to less I'm compromising if I go to more then I'm showing that I maybe I got pride in my heart there's a cricket in here hey can you all hear that cricket here we got a cricket in the building he's a spiritual cricket he's trying to preach with me Um. (laughs) oh praise God Um, we don't want to do less and we don't want to do more well let me put it this way we do want to do more not to the point where we're trying to show people that hey we're something great if we do more, we're doing it to because we want to show that God is great. It's all about showing God is great. But there is a danger in that. This was not the act of a person courting martyrdom, but he was courting continuation of a faithful ministry and prayer which was characterized in his life. That's what he was doing. He didn't change a thing. He just simply continued to do what he had always done. You know, to a child of God, you know, I've always believed that everything that God has is balanced. You know, we're getting ready to go into the, well, we're in the fall of the year right now. Leaves are starting to turn. We felt the winds blow the last few days. You can feel that cold breeze blowing. Things are changing. We're getting ready to go into the winter season there's a purpose for the winter season if we didn't have a winter season we might have a lot more bugs and things that would irritate us and aggravate us but there's a purpose for that uh, beautiful cold days and the snow and the frost and all of those things there's a purpose in that and then eventually we're going to get into the springtime of the year flowers are going to start blooming we get rain crops are planted We enter into the summer. Then we got the heat of the summer again. I love summer. But I love all times of the year. All times of the year. But God's got a balance in all of this. I realize we we are blessed in the Midwest. In some countries, they just have heat all the time. Some countries, they have cold all the time. But even there, even in Haiti, when they didn't have snow, they still had seasons. They still had, you knew it was winter, You knew it was summer. And they had changes of the seasons. But God's got everything balanced out. And with Daniel's life, his life, if you could consider his example here tonight, that his life was balanced. His life was consistent. When when he lived his life and everything was going fine, he lived in a balanced way, he didn't compromise. He didn't try to pour it on and say, hey, look at me. He kept it right in the middle, just consistently walking with God. When the troubles came, guess what? He didn't change. He just remained balanced. Didn't compromise. Didn't pour it on and say, hey, look at me. He just simply was balanced and consistent with God. I think that's really where where we as children of God need to stay in our walk with God. We need to stay in that point where we're balanced. The times that people get all frustrated about living for God or or struggle and have a hard time maybe living for God is because they're either swaying way to the right or swaying way to the left and just they just don't have that balance to them. And and it's a slippery slope. Everything in God is balanced. There's times to pray, there's times to worship. There's times to to work. I, can't pr- I can pray on the job and still work. I can keep things balanced. I can even worship God even while I'm working. I can keep things balanced. I, I can walk with God in that relationship, but it's a continuation of faithfulness to God, and that's what Daniel was doing. Uh, what, what was Daniel's custom in prayer and his consistency in prayer? Let me stop here just a second. Prayer needs to be consistent in our lives. If we're going to be able to live properly for God, we need to be consistent in our prayers every day, every day. And uh, you know, sometimes we put a time frame on it. There's times that we can pray longer than other times, but we need to be consistent and balanced in prayer. Daniel was doing that, and he he prayed. But what was his custom in prayer? Now, I realize there's a lot of different ways to pray, but we're going to look at Daniel's example here tonight. First of all, the Bible says he prayed in his upper room. This was private prayer, made with no intention to impress others. It was the place where he prayed. It was a very important place for him that he could get alone, quiet with God, and call out to the Lord. There's times that I have prayed loudly, there's times I prayed quietly. There's times I prayed just kind of in the middle. I remember one time uh, I got up early in the morning and I was walking through my house. And I got a little excited about praying, and the Lord was moving in that prayer time in the morning. And um, and and I was praying, walking through my house. And um, and then uh, one of my sons came to me the next or that evening and said, Dad, uh, you know. Can you pray a little quieter so I could sleep? <laughs> but sometimes you get excited, and sometimes you just need that quiet time with God. Sometimes you just need to talk to Him and just let the let the tears flow, let the Spirit of God move and minister. But He had an upper room; it was a place, it was private prayer for Him and God to to talk. And and it comes in different ways, but that was His consistency. It was in His upper room. It was a place he made for his time of prayer. Uh, Another custom of Daniel's prayer was he prayed with his windows open, but there was a purpose for that. He prayed with his windows open toward Jerusalem. You see, at that time, they were in captivity, and they were in a very tough place. They were away from Jerusalem. Jerusalem was the, the, the land that the Lord had given them, but because of their sins, they were taken from Jerusalem. They were in another land. They were in captivity. Uh, they couldn't do the things that they wanted to do. But yet, he opened his window, and the Bible says that you know the laws they wanted them to pray toward Jerusalem. And that's what the children of Israel did, remembering the place of sacrifice, even when there was no sacrifice. We need to pray to God. And we might not necessarily open our physical windows in our house. But we need to open the windows of our heart, soul, and mind to the Lord. And let God just fill and flood our hearts with the Spirit. It's time time for us to connect with God in prayer. Connect with God in prayer. Not just go through a ritual of prayer and say a certain amount of words for a certain period of time, and you've done your job for that day. I'm talking about when you sit down, when, when me and my wife sit down and talk. Uh, I don't pull out a slip of paper and say, "Okay, you know all the things that 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 I should say to her." She would say, "Why don't you wad that paper up, throw it in the trash?" Speak from your heart. Come on, get with the program here. I mean, that means nothing. I mean, she's the one that says, actions speak louder than words. She told me that one time. I took that to heart. Actions speak louder than words. You speak words, you act upon the words. When you love somebody, I don't pull a piece of paper out when I want to talk to her and go through this, okay, line by line, this is what I'm supposed to say to you. That doesn't come from the heart. It just comes from the lips. It goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. But when it comes from the heart, it touches the heart. It touches the heart. Daniel prayed according to the scripture because in 1 Kings 8, Solomon Ask God to give special notice to the prayers of His people when they prayed toward Jerusalem and the temple. Solomon, after the temple was built, prayed to God that he would listen. as they turned to the temple in Jerusalem and prayed, God hear their prayers. That was the prayer of Solomon. And um, so he did. He opened the windows and prayed toward Jerusalem when they were in captivity. And it says here in 1 Kings 8 and 3, and may you hear the supplication of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place. This building, this house, is God's house. We dedicated it to the Lord It's not just another building. It is a building that has been dedicated for the worship and praise and prayer and salvation of God for his people. When we pray, as Solomon was saying, when they built the temple, it was a beautiful place. But he was praying to the Lord, don't let this just be another building. Let this be a place, and may you hear the supplication of your servant and of your people, Israel, when they pray toward this place. Let this be a special place, not just a building, a place where we can find you. Another custom of Daniel was he knelt down on his knees. Now I know, sometimes we kneel, sometimes we stand and pray. But in this case, he was kneeling down, praying just as Jesus did in Luke 22:41. He knelt down just as Stephen did in Acts 7 60. Just as Peter did in Acts 9 and 40. He did as Paul and other leaders in the church did in Acts 20 and 36. And as Luke did in Acts 21 5. You see, sometimes kneeling is a humbling posture. And we must all come to God humbly. Uh, we heard that in focused prayer. I think Titus was talking about that when, and Sister Burke had referenced it too, that when we humble ourselves in prayer and repentance, we connect with God. And that's what Daniel did. He was wanting to connect with God. He didn't just want to pray, They like, pass the law, just pray, I'm going to get back at you, you're not going to tell me what to do. no. He wanted to get the attention of the Lord just like he always did. He was consistent. And then also, he prayed three times that day knowing that though a little prayer is good, but much prayer has got to be far better. can't pray enough. But he prayed three times a day. We also remember that Daniel was one of the three governors over an empire yet still had time to pray (laughs) he still had time to pray (coughs) that's an important note here sometimes we might think that our busy schedule is so busy we don't have time to pray Uh, if you don't have time to pray you are missing it if you don't have time to pray you need to take other things out and put prayer in and then say, I don't have time to do all of that other stuff. I have time to pray. But Daniel prayed three times. Didn't change. He was balanced. He was committed. He was consistent. He trusted God. And he did what he always had done. And uh, it also says he prayed and gave thanks in the scriptures. great prayer is filled with thanksgiving prayer is filled with thanksgiving it should be Uh, prayer and praise should always go up to heaven arm in arm like twin angels walking up Jacob's ladder as Charles Spurgeon said or like kindred aspirations soaring up to the most high prayer and praise is a part should be a part of our lives Just as when we pray also with thanksgiving, give thanks unto the Lord. Give thanks unto the Lord for what he's done. Um, Sister Burke had mentioned it here um, I don't know if it was last week or before, but she had mentioned it about just praying in the morning and asking God to direct her life that day. We don't have to get so far out ahead of ourselves. If we just look at each day one day at a time and one of the things that she does in prayer is she asks God God who can I speak to today who can I help today give me a word that will help somebody today and God has been faithful in giving her a name and a word and through that God God has performed miracles because she humbled herself before the Lord. And I know she's not wanting this, there's no pride there whatsoever, but she wants to do what God wants her to do that day. There are people that God will allow to be in your pathway that need help that day. And He will give you a word for them. I challenge you, church, to ask God in the mornings, God, this day, what do you want me to do this day? Who do you want me to help this day? Who do you want me to speak to this day? It could be someone in the Snooks line. It could be someone at Walmart in the sporting goods department. It could be someone in the uh, automotive dealership where you're getting the oil changed on your car. It could be someone walking down the street. It could be someone walking down past your house and God speaks to you. You've asked him, and if you ask him, you believe that he's going to do it, or you wouldn't have asked him. So we ask him, and he says okay I want you to speak to that person and I want you to speak this to them and sometimes on this pathway of letting God lead us down these unusual pathways sometimes he gives us unusual words to speak and we don't understand it it doesn't have to be understood by us obedience is the most important thing and when we speak the word that God gives us to help somebody no matter how unusual it seems and you might get a question mark expression back from them but it's something when God speaks it's something to help somebody and it's a word that they need that day that day and there's times you get a, a question mark expression like, I don't know what that really means, but God will show them. God will show them. And it's also important for us to step out by faith. When you pray and ask God, and you've got a relationship with God, you've got God's Spirit in you, and you ask Him, it's a matter of stepping out by faith and trusting God. It's it. And the way you bring it across, it's not to scare people, it's not to hurt people, it's not to run people away, but it's to help them. when people know that you care, then they want to know what you are willing to say. And when we hear something from God, we speak it. Uh, And there's other times you're going to get an expression on people's faces that is puzzling and they're looking at you like, how did you know? how did you know there's a lot of unusual expressions don't be scared about those expressions but when we pray and talk to God faithfully every day and we ask him to give us a word to help somebody along the way he will he will and it's important for us to act upon that so every day is important don't get so far out ahead of yourself It will overwhelm you if you're trying to get God to give you everything you need for the next year or two. Just take it one day at a time. God, just give me enough for this day so I can compute it in my mind and compute it in my heart and soul. And when God does that, you're going to the Lord every day and praying to the Lord every day and asking Him to help you every day day it helps someone else that's in your life every day you see we can learn a lot from Daniel and we've got a lot more to cover here and I'm not going to uh, continue I'm I'm running out of time for tonight but there's so much we can learn from Daniel in his commitment to the Lord his commitment to the Lord Read the word of God and put that word in you. Pray, talk to God every day. Have a relationship with God. And and God will speak to you in ways you never thought he would speak to you. Be consistent in God. Keep your walk with God balanced. And in that balance, sometimes there's times you gotta, you know, you gotta... Get crazy for God. Other times you got to just a quiet time with the Lord, but it's balanced. It's balanced. Sometimes you've got to kick over some devils and cast some demons out and do this and that. Sometimes you just got to take a quiet time with the Lord and just pray and seek God. But it's all balanced. It's, it always comes back to the center to the Lord. And God will give us those instructions to do that. Balanced balanced in the Lord. I'd like for us to stand here tonight. And I would like for us to pray that God would give us a spirit of Daniel. A commitment of Daniel. Consistency of Daniel. Can we do that right now? Let's pray. Jesus, I pray, God, that our lives could be balanced in you.